The Pinball Network is online. Launching Triple Drain Pinball Podcast. All right, Travis, you ready? Big Daddy's ready. <laughs> Big Daddy. Oh, God. Tom, Tom, you ready? Let's go. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> we. We're three guys who like to talk pinball, so we came up with a clever name. We're Joel and Travis now who talk pinball, and we call ourselves Triple Drain, Triple Drain, Triple Drain. We're Triple, Triple Drain. Man, that is the best. I am, I could not be more happy with that intro. Uh, I, hello, everybody. I'm Joel. This is. I'm here with Travis and Tom. Tom, I mean, come on, man. That's such a great intro. I think I just made it in life right there. Uh, yeah, that was. So here's the deal. Uh, we have I want to a... know why Joel gets top billing in the song. <laughs> Joel and Travis Tomlin talks. I don't know. I, that's I the think best it part goes alphabetically. I'll take it. I'll take it. Does it? Or, or he did it in the order. It comes us. before O and the alphabet. Travis Tom. I believe so. <laughs> what? Oh no! Tom, you're where'd right. you go to college? To? <laughs> Tom's a doctor, man. He's a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to give a huge shout wow. out to Jason Libel. Jason Libel, we made a joke last round that hey, we would love a jingle for Tom Talks. Tom, well, twenty four hours, right? I mean, it was within releasing the podcast. It was like within a day. He just yeah, sent was, you a jingle. It was quick. Right? Yeah. So. So not, you know, well, I, I shouldn't say here. me, us, us. Well, yeah, but you are the social media guru, clearly. Yeah, yeah, um, so. It's all that modeling experience. You are an influencer, <laughs> if you didn't notice. But um, yeah, so the guy sent us a Tom Talks jingle, which may or may not be played later, and um, blew us out of the water. And what, Tom, I think you emailed the guy right after that and was like, well, we need an intro jingle. And I think it was a day later, <laughs> like a day after you sent that email, the guy... Because he asked us for some direction, and I don't even think we sent him any. He just, boom, here's your intro, and <laughs> incredible. Yeah, I'm like, I think this is it, guys. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, so good. It, it brings a legit smile to my face. Jason Libel, thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, for supplying us that. So, yeah, guys, I, uh, I'm i pumped. Here we are, episode four. Yes. Man, we're just cruising along. Cruising Let me tell along. you, I've had... I know this term isn't used often in pinball, but I've had so many fans contacting <laughs> me just nonstop. Like, and by fans, I mean my wife asking me, what am I doing yeah. in my studio again on a Sunday night? But yeah. yeah. We need to get Monica on here as the extra balls what, no, at some point. <laughs> no. Terrible idea. Uh, I know she's listening to us. I love you, sweetie. But man. Maybe maybe the woman tonight. I can't talk to her on the podcast. Maybe the listeners want a wives podcast. My, I don't know. My my wife. Sure. I think we could bring them on for a short segment, but you know, your whole, I got nothing. That would be my wife. She's. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Well, that would be mine too. Well, see, this is the problem. Mine would just start talking about handsmaid tell or whatever that is. (laughs) Oh boy. What's that show? What is that? Like handsmaid. It's a good show, but it's it. Yeah. Tom, yeah, you were, said your wife didn't even know you were recording a podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. She, Dang, she's she like, oh, you're you doing Travis's <laughs> podcast? I'm like, no, I have my own podcast now. And she's it's like, it's mine. You it's don't. Mine, not Travis's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, episode four, 
typically, you know, it's common to have an extra ball. Believe it or not, we don't have an extra ball. Uh, we tried to get David Dennis. Thank God we didn't. Um, enough said. So I don't know. It's we, we decided, hey, let's roll with it without one. You know, three ball game. Let's give it a shot. And uh, we will. Uh, yeah. So it's just us tonight. Um, and you know what? If anybody's wants to be an extra ball at some point in time, hit us up triple drain at gmail.com uh extensive application process just a heads up um lots of steps that's all i gotta say absolutely but, uh, but yeah let's just go ahead we're gonna knock out some news here um obviously the you know the easiest thing to talk about is spooky spooky sp- spooky pinball in the last few weeks has killed it an awesome reveal killer sales now they're doing the pin all the podcasts um I don't know, guys. What are what are your thoughts on Spooky? I would say Tom screwed this up completely. You know <laughs> what I'm talking about, Tom. No. No? What? <laughs> Tom, did we not ask Charlie to be on our podcast? We did. Yeah. How, how, how'd that go, Tom? He, he had better things to do. <laughs> no, he did. Dude, Charlie absolutely said yes, but give me a few weeks yes. until the game's revealed. And so we're like, sweet. And then the game's revealed, and it's just, boom, every other podcast. Yeah. So yeah. We will That's have fair. Charlie on. It'll just be a little while. We're going to give it some yeah. breathing room. That's Absolutely. what we're going to do. We yeah, don't want to be fifth at the plate. We want to be <laughs> I, first after actually, the games I, come out. <laughs> I want to experience the game first before we we get them on. That's and a good I, idea. Yeah. I have a good feeling I'm going to get to do that. Now, I did not buy the game. But I, mm-hmm. I do have a friend who has he, he's getting both Halloween wow. and Ultraman. So, so what's making you believe that you're going to get to play these games then? This, um, this must be a good friend. Yeah, a lot of beer, drugs, and hookers. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Well, hookers will definitely get you pinball. There's anything yeah. about pinball oh. that look at Joel. Joel's like blushing right now. Like, <laughs> I'm not. There's no blushing. It's just Your wife a, like is not going to let you do be, this podcast anymore, Joel. If we could not be further from the truth, you Man, know? yeah, Tom, sure. What am I, Tom? What I'm, a nuisance. I'm a dude talking to two other dudes about pinball in his basement right now. You know, <laughs> exhilarating. Um, no. So what I will say, listening to the podcast, I did not realize like. To be honest, Spooky Luke, Spooky Luke is like, he is the dude leading this game. Um, Now, I understand they've made it very much a group effort, but at least on um, the few podcasts I've learned, like Spooky Luke, it almost seems like he has like more involvement in this game, Spooky and Bug, than than Charlie. I mean, it's just like, this is, they are very much Spooky Luke and Bug are, are, it seems like they are the big brain of, of this game or these games. So, that I, I feel is either super exciting or terrifying because they're they're young. Spooky Luke admits he knows knew nothing about pinball before he started at Spooky. And and yet they're coming in with a ton of fresh ideas that could be great or they could be huge misses. I, I, I we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, and it's I mean, it's one of those things too that we've talked about it kind of off podcast, and I know we have various opinions on what we're seeing. So is that what what we want to get into, or do we want to talk about go the release? Yeah. Which one? What do you think, oh, Joel? We're we're already there. Just let's talk about our opinion, then we'll go back to release. Okay. Do you want to go first, Tom, or do you want me no, to? No, go? go ahead, Travis. I'm afraid, and not because it's Mike Myers. I'm a little bit worried. I'm not going to lie. Okay. So I like the idea of a horror theme, 
right? Mm-hmm. I love the idea of that. I think that something like this is needed in pinball. I think the artwork is pretty badass. Everything overall. I mean, it, it looks pretty cool. Like, I'm not going to lie. It looks dope. I'm just a little bit worried whenever I look at that layout and I keep hearing the term flow thrown around. And there's certain elements to this pen. If I have to be objective or if I'm going to be objective, it doesn't strike me as a flow based pen. Nothing about seeing multiple scoops around there. Nothing about seeing drop targets blocking, you know, a ramp, which I think is actually a really good idea. I just don't think that that equates to flow. Nothing about the right side of the pen indicates flow to me. I see potential for a lot of missed shots. I see potential for a lot of clunk down on the lower play field. Now, that being said, the upper play fields, I think those look pretty cool. I like the idea of a double tiered play field. I know that they're saying it's technically three play fields, I guess. I guess they're, are they counting the return to the left side or where are they getting the third one from? Well, there's, there's, um, there's, there is three levels because there's a staircase that goes up to another right. level and then it goes kind of across doesn't, and down. Doesn't yeah. it just return back though? I, yeah, I'm assuming it's just slipper up there. If it's yeah, printed there's... wood, they count it as a play field. Okay. That's so they're wood. basically counting mm-hmm. that like I count an extra room in my house because it has a closet. You have rooms within rooms. Yeah. Way sure. to go, yeah. Travis. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> so, but <laughs> that being said, I mean, it does. I'm not going to lie. The upper play fields look pretty dope. I, yeah. I like the idea of that being built in in the way that it is. So that part I really like. It's just one of those things that when I look at this pen, I just go back and forth. And again, this is without seeing it flipped. So my opinion could radically change. But I think they're going to have to make sure. And I feel like there's a reason why they haven't shown gameplay early on. And I do think it's smart not to show gameplay before you make sales and stuff like that. I've been on record saying that. But I'm also thinking that with this type of pin, they might need to make sure somebody like Bowen or somebody that is a high caliber player comes in to show off this machine. Because if you get somebody on here that's an average player, I think it's going to, it's going to expose a lot of flaws on that lower play field. I think it's a high-end risk of that. But that's not to say anything bad about the assets that they have on there. I mean, there is a lot of cool-looking stuff. Although I still don't know how to feel about the whack-a-mole Mike Myers on the left-hand side with the so three bushes and three mics. You're saying because I am an average player, that's the reason they haven't asked me to do the reveal stream. That's what I hear? M- most likely. Okay, that's fair. I, <laughs> I think... You're, but here's, here's the yeah. thing. I, I just think when you're dealing with playfields that have scoops, that have a lot of targets, right? And if you look at this, you'll notice that even that right-hand scoop right underneath the, um, the jack-o'-lantern yeah. or the pumpkin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure. Like, I, I was kind of worried about the Mandalorian scoop. But I look at this, I'm like, this could potentially be very tough to hit. Well, uh, you're, I think it's in, like scoops. That's what it sounds like. They have a ton of them. And I, I think it was Keith. Like, Keith Elwin on another podcast has said, like, he doesn't like scoops because it slows the game down. Absolutely. And this game yeah. is full of scoops. Now, what's also interesting is all of the scoops, I don't think any of the scoops actually spit it back out at you. And that's something that that Bug and Luke both said, is they said they feel like when a ball comes rocketing back at you, it's really hard to control. And so that's where they, they that's how these elevators came into play. They're basically like, what if we hit scoops that become a subway? That way it feeds the flipper in a reliable manner. So now all of a sudden the chaos of a scoop 
where it spits it back out on you, they've completely removed that and now made it so the ball is safely delivering it back to the flipper, which is awesome from a novice standpoint. That could be really helpful, but it also like, I mean, they, that's that's a big part of pinball that they've removed and made it easier for you. Right. Well, does that equate to flow? though if you hit into a scoop and there's basically like a subway or an elevator it just returns it back to a flipper uh i mean technically you hit a ramp and it goes down you know a habit trail and it returns it to the flipper so right I mean, but again you get to see it actually doing something physical true you know what i mean like you can yeah. actually see the ball going i don't know like since it's happening underneath the play field does that still qualify as flow based that's the question what do you think tom i don't know Solid answer. Solid <laughs> answer. Thank you. God, it's Thank so great having assessment. you here, man. So My great God, having you I, here. Yeah. God. I, I don't know how we got Tom to be on this podcast. <laughs> how nobody oh. has picked him up as a free yeah. agent. Thank you, Tom. Um, <laughs> well, God, it's so great having you on this. I love it. Uh, yeah, I, I know just the way that they talked about it, though, in one of the podcasts, they did talk about comboing. Like, if you do this and then you can go here, you can hit this shot and it'll deliver it to this flipper and then you can hit that scoop and it'll go to this flipper. So in their world, yes, as long as they can stay in a controlled manner one shot at a time, they are viewing it as a combo, which, yeah. okay. I mean, if it feels good, at the end of the day, if it's yep. fun to shoot and it feels good, then awesome. I mean, I sign me up. Um, so signups, I mean, typically, Tom, you buy everything, right? So why not? Why yeah. didn't you buy these two games? Um. Really two reasons. One, I'm just not a, a horror fan, so really Halloween was out. I I just I just don't get into that genre, the gore and stuff. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but it's just not for me. Blood so, makes you squeamish, right? Which is hard to, no, hard to deal no, with as a dentist. No, no, it's not, it's not that. I'm just not into the slasher films. That's I all. don't tell you. I, I, I hate them too. I'm not a not a not a horror. Guy. How do you two not like slasher films? I just got done well, watching Fear Street. Yesterday. I mean, honestly, out of out of the big three, like Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth, and and um, get to that third one. Come on, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, seriously, like I Halloween, just out of the three, I I just don't like it as much. So what about so, Ultraman then? Well, is that is there any appeal there? Not for me, because I didn't even know what Ultraman was. So you what about this? Tom Graff in Wisconsin has no idea what Ultraman from Japan is, is what you're saying, Tom Graff. <laughs> That's correct. Okay. Now, okay. now, did yeah. you know what Ultraman was? Uh, <laughs> I didn't. I, I, uh, I don't. And... I mean, I heard about it a long time ago, but the problem is I didn't look into it and I didn't think anything yeah. of it. So it's one of those things where I know is associated with Marvel just recently or maybe even a couple of years ago because I'm a big Marvel fan. But mm -hmm. I don't know. It just didn't it didn't click with me. But go ahead, Joel. What were you going to ask? Tom? Well, I was just well, so. Yeah. Ultraman, can can I finish talking her? Oh, fine. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tom talks early. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> the second part is I, I'm not a big fan of many play fields. Oh, so, so, Where's the mini play field at? There's two of them. Yeah, guess. there's like three of them. Those are upper play fields. Okay, upper play fields. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. But it's the same thing. I'm trying to, to me, think of your is. collection. Do you have anything in your collection that has an upper play field? You have a sure. shadow. 
Yeah. Um, I have uh, he Game of Thrones. He has a play field right behind him, showing it with oh. white water. The white water, yeah. That, that yeah. doesn't count. What? Why would How that, does not, that count? not count? It's not that even has a flipper up there. It's not an upper play field. It's just an extension. What? Wait, well, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I don't even know. This is a ridiculous is it, argument right here. <laughs> well, we're about to get into this ridiculous yeah, I argument. I, what do you What do you mean? How's that not upper play field, Tom Graf? It's it's not. <laughs> that's, that's wow. Wow. I can't a, argue with that. Okay. Yeah. Pizza, Tom pizza said wood. so. Tom said so. Okay. You know what, Joel? If we Art. look at that play field, you notice that big gap on that play field? You yeah. notice that? Yeah. yeah. That's because that's where the upper play field goes. Ah. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, you're saying on the play field behind Tom? Yeah. I yep. Don't. On that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you see that? Travis, don't question water? Tom, right? I mean, oh. he's a doctor, dentist. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. All right. All right, Tom. So that's your 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 fear, though. Was it was so? It's neither of those are themes you care about. No. But I mean, you do buy most Sterns, regardless of theme, right? I mean, it's just uh, no. I, I I didn't buy monsters. Okay, that's fair. Never mind. Um, but I get. I mean, I was looking at Ultraman, and I think others have looked at Ultraman as well. As you know, okay, I'm not going to do a horror themed game. I don't, I, you know, I need a family, family friendly theme, but to be honest, like Ultraman, I don't know anything about it, but the art looked incredible. Like the art looked great. So even if it was just this like unlicensed, it, to me, I don't know anything about the license. So it would be the same sure. as having a kind of, you know, spacey sci-fi unlicensed fun game, you know? And I think there's plenty of people that have no problem committing to that, especially when you see right. all the toys and bells and whistles that they've thrown in the game. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there's this thing with improv. I don't, I've never done improv. I, I love but I, there's Graf. this like, I'm just put there, it out there right now. I'm sorry, there's this Joel. thing <laughs> in improv called yes. And where like somebody says something and then you, you agree with them and continue. I mean, Tom's got the agreeing thing down, but he's just, that's it. So Maybe we do want Tom's <laughs> wife on here so we can hear about how, uh, you know, their first I'm few dates I'm just trying went. to imagine going to yeah. Tom's office and <laughs> explaining yeah. to him what's going on with me. And I'm like, my mouth is really hurting. My tooth is just aching. Yeah. And then he just looks at me and goes, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tom. Well, okay. So yeah. here's the thing about this pen. All right. So I'm willing to accept that. It, it's entirely possible that maybe they can show us something to where scoops returning back to the flippers via a subway or an elevator actually does equal flow. Maybe seeing it actually done, mm -hmm. it'll look really good, which I'm, I'm very interested to see. Now, I will talk about some of the things I see positive in it. I really do like the three drop targets in front of a ramp. That's sure. something that I always wish would be around pinball a little bit more. I like the idea of having to make progress towards opening up something else on the play field. I can appreciate that. I know it's a little bit worrisome to some people whenever they see the airball deflector up there, but you know, that's just, uh, I mean, that's pinball. That's just what's going to happen, unfortunately. But I'm curious to yeah. see how that does play out and how they have things coded around there. Although I will say it is a little, it is a little weird seeing those three drop targets looking like a hat on top of the pumpkin. I don't know if you guys yeah. have noticed that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, there is a lot of uncertainty here for sure. And I, and I know the little bit that we've heard about the code, um, bug actually talked about there's cause Zach with the pinball show, he had asked 
okay, are you Michael Myers or, or are you, I don't know, the girl? And right. and Bug said, well, it depends on the mode. And so I heard that and I was like, okay, well, if, if Ultraman is the same code, does that mean some modes you're Ultraman and some modes you're what? A creature? I don't, I don't know. Not I, Ultraman? Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't know. There's a lot of uncertainty here with the code. And, and I think we have found that, um, you know, there's a lot of important aspects to, to a game, obviously art, whether or not it draws you in, but a code, usually the code is what keeps a game around. And so that, that's the biggest uncertainty right now. What I will say is the art they destroyed. I mean, visually, we can get into the sales. I mean, obviously they sold out in, in hours and it's, and it's because they visually, the art is absurd. They threw a ton of mechs, a ton of toys, the toppers awesome, the back, I mean, everything they, they just crushed it in that department. Yeah. You're definitely getting a lot of bang for your buck. That's for sure. I mean, you can definitely tell that they listened to what people have told them or asked about over the years. So at least the the big positive that I see out of Spooky is there's seems to be every single time that they release something, there's visible improvement yeah. over things that they're putting into the pen. Now, whether that equals unplaying, I don't know, because I mean, just like Gomez told you, Joel, on your podcast just a couple of weeks ago, you know, just stuffing a pen full of everything might not necessarily equate to fun. It just depends how it all comes together. So, I mean, I... I don't know. I will say though that even the Ultraman, like like we just talked about, I pretty much had no idea what it was. But looking at it, I'm more interested, and it's hilarious how this works. Even though it's the same layout, I'm more interested in playing Ultraman than I am Halloween. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I mean, I'll tell you if I I I know I I could never own Halloween in my house. But it's just it's it's too. I mean, they went all out, like even with the clowns on the side and whatnot. It's just like, I can't, it's all, it looks great, but I, I, it's not family friendly, but Ultraman, like, absolutely. I mean, that visually looks like, I love the color. I love the art. I think they just crushed it. So if we're going to go based off the little that they've given us, which is a little video and a little pictures, not to mention the light show looks sick. Yeah. I I'm with you. I, I lean more towards Ultraman. Sweet. So I think oh. we pretty much just crushed it right there. Oh, Tom Tom needs to talk again. Okay, go ahead, Tom. Ultra, man. Oh, solid. Okay. You like that? Pretty good. Can you Why name you... one of the villains in Ultraman, Tom? Can you do it? No. Any... <laughs> <laughs> What's so great is we have cameras on, and he tricks us because it looks like he's genuinely thinking. And, uh, and then he comes at us with a no. Then you realize that's it. It's all we're getting. I've been muting my mic for the past five minutes laughing. Uh, (laughs) No need. No need. No need. I mean, and here's the thing too is, you know, it doesn't surprise me either that there's multiple people all on these pins in terms of design and everything else. Because one of the main things that I texted you guys, like legit 15 minutes after is revealed, I'm like, this looks like it's a bunch of ideas just thrown together. And that was my big concern that I'm like, it seems like there's a lot of cooks in this kitchen, mm-hmm. you know, just because yeah. it's not very traditional in terms of what we've seen before now. But that knows? could be a good thing though, too. Right, exactly. Who knows? Until we see it flipped, it's like, it, it, it's the unknown right now. Yeah. It just has, it has me curious, has me worried. I have a lot of feelings towards it. Probably how I would feel with Tom being my dentist. 
but <laughs> you have a you lot know, of fillings. Well, I mean, we'll see how it is. It, it seems like that it is refreshing. They're trying point. something different, though. Right. Exactly. It it absolutely has the potential. I mean, it could be incredible. It could be. We don't know. And there's a lot of. I think the only reason they haven't streamed it is they said there's just like even from a licensing standpoint, they're limited on what they can show yet. So I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if there's been a date set. I don't know. But I am very curious. Um, one one thought I did have about theme was I was surprised when they announced there was going to be 250 Ultraman. I was like, okay, I think they'll sell out of Halloween, but I don't know about Ultraman until I saw the art. And the reality is if that art package would have been, you know, kind of Photoshoppy clips from the show, you know, if it wasn't modernized, if it wasn't cartooned up, you know, by this artist, I th- I don't think they would have sold 250 Ultraman, but I, I think truly, I think the, that artist did such a great job that there was enough people that looked at it and they're like, that just looks like a cool sci-fi theme. Yeah. Sure, let's go. Yeah. Who was it? It was Matt Frank. I think that did it. And I'm not even uh, familiar with his artwork. That's what I'm reading on this week in pinball. I mean, that's to me, I don't think you ever let this artist go. If you're spooky, okay. like you keep him. Yeah. You keep him occupied, keep him doing art. I mean, I think the package that he brought is pretty incredible well, looking at it overall. I agree. The challenge is I think that guy, like that's what he does. He does like kaiju based art. Like that is his nook. And then obviously the Halloween guy, like that is his nook. I mean, good for them for, for finding a, a scene, a, um, a theme specific artist. And obviously Stern did that with Christopher Franchi with Batman. Like that was Chris's thing. Right. And then Chris has gone on to make amazing art. So I agree. I mean, I think these artists, once they realize like, if, as long as they enjoy it, right? I mean, sure, they've they've got the talent for sure. Yeah. To, to do now, that kind of can stuff. you guys imagine how much money is going to be on the line for the actual gameplay reveal? I mean, think about yeah. this. They're all sold. So now it becomes a matter of if the game flips well, and if it's a home run, all of a sudden you're going to see some of those people that are front in line. You're going to see some of those pop up for sale, and I think people would be willing to pay top dollar to jump the line. I mean, if they're way, yeah. if they're 12 months from now, I, I could see it. Or even swap it spots, like swap spots yep. for a certain amount of money. Cause that would be an interesting yep. thing where if you realize you have a good number and you look at the initial code and you're like, eh, you know, here, somebody can pay for my spot, but I'll go ahead and hold my spot in line just in case six months from now, the code really becomes something special. Um, yep. it's, it's going to be crucial. I mean, here's well, the thing with spooky. It, they're all spoken for. So, They've sold out the allotment. Either way, they're going to be good. But this is going to be really telling. I'm very curious to see how this will affect third-party market whenever they finally do the reveal because you're going to see people either fawn over it and people are going to be rushing out and trying to be first in line again. Or Mm -hmm. you might see a fire sell. I mean, it might happen. If it doesn't shoot well and the code isn't there, that's a possibility as well. Let me ask this. So Tom, Tom, you yeah. had, you bought a, a Mando Ellie before you saw any, anything, right? I, well, no, you saw pictures, but you didn't see any gameplay of any kind, right? When you, when you had purchased. Just, put just money what they it. show on, you know, Stern when they release a game. Yeah. You know, so but. what, what is your view then when you're watching that initial stream? Like, are you, do you view it in a way of like, it better meet X, Y, and Z, or I'm posting on Pinside tomorrow or no? You're like, I'm committed. I'm going to wait and see. 
Yeah, I was pretty like. much committed to it. I mean, just just on the theme alone and everything. I I did have concerns when I did see the dead flip stream and the the balls were coming up the head. We and we talked about this, I think, yeah. on yeah. our first, first podcast. You know, the balls were falling off the habit trails and or uh, the wire forms. Yeah, and uh, you know, I that made me really nervous. But, that U turn uh, going every which direction too. Yeah, U turn shot. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Ricocheted a good bit, but but you've never as an LE buyer. I mean, you're you're kind of t- you're forced to kind of put put your money down before you really yeah. can see anything. But I just didn't know how often you go into those reveal streams, you know, wishy washy. Like, is this going to make or break what I'm spending? But you, you yeah. say you're. I and, I, I did feel that way for a little bit, but. You know, once I got out and played the pro, I thought, yeah, it, you know, I think the LOE will be fine and I'm very happy with it. Now, okay. I, I did back out of one LE specifically when I saw it revealed and I saw the gameplay on it. And that was Stranger Things when it first came out. Hmm. And so okay. when I realized that the code wasn't quite there, now, obviously, you know, fast forward, it's 2021, nearly two years later, or closing in a year and a half later, it's going for more value. But when I realized the code wasn't there and it didn't seem like anything was really going on with the Demogorgon, and I mean, that right there was enough to make me just say, okay, I'm going to hold up. I'm not going to spend nine grand or however much it was back then. I'm going to wait. And I mean, I did eventually end up with a pro on down the line about a year year plus later once they did hash out the code but i'll admit too i played it out in california early 2020 in january and turned out i was actually happy with my decision back out because things just weren't there yet it just wasn't that's fair yeah and i well for for me personally i think theme is is huge you know uh but like travis you know i yeah as far as stranger things go uh, the first time I played it, I hated it, and uh, <laughs> it just got way better as as, as time went on. Sure. Yeah, there was a lot of us out there that just kind of looked at each other after we played it because they had it out there. I think it was Project Pinball, yeah, like two dollars a play for everybody to play it. And honestly, that was like the shortest line the, the whole weekend huh. into anything. Like everybody, miss. they played it once or twice, and everybody was done with it. So that just shows you though how far along a game yeah. can come. It really does. Because I know, I mean, I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of, of Stranger Things now. Tom, I know you enjoy it. Uh, yep. Tim Tim Lee, Tim Lee Tutor on one of my streams mentioned, I, I don't know how many games, he's got like 10 plus games or something in his basement. And he, and he had a bunch of family over for the weekend. And he said there was one game that was played nonstop. And like he has a Guns N' Roses. I think he has Avengers, Deadpool. He said the number one game in his collection that was played nonstop was Stranger Things. And... I don't know. I just I think that's pretty cool to see how far a game can come. But um yeah, that that initial stream though is pretty it's important. And uh, you know, no pressure on spooky, but I think we all are eagerly awaiting to see what this game's gonna be like. Is there any benefit to doing a gameplay gameplay stream at this point? Like for them, I, is there I, any actual benefit? Before the game goes on sale? No. Yeah. Well, I mean, right now, even after they've oh. sold the game. Is there any benefit to them showing gameplay now? Because the only thing they're affecting is third-party market. That's it. Yeah. The only thing I can think of, yeah, though, look- is you don't want your first stream, though, to be like somebody doing it at an arcade because they can't do yeah. direct capture. They can't do the audio. Mm-hmm. You don't want your initial stream to be garbage. 
Right, but why would that matter if they've already sold it all? Because this isn't like Hot Wheels. Out right, it's non-refundable deposit. It's deposit, yeah. yeah. Uh, Uh, I I I was watching uh, Dead Flip, and I know he stated he is going to be doing the reveal stream for uh, for Halloween. So should be. So is he going to be the one playing it? Like just him. I, well, I doubt he's I, just going to show, just stand in front of the yeah, camera. I have a feeling, uh, you know, some of the spooky clan will be there. I would spooky. assume. If you guys are listening to this, get a first class ticket for Bowen, fly him in, and have him play it. I'm telling you, it will make a massive difference. It, it really will. Because here's the thing, like, and this is no dig on Jack. It'll be the first time he's probably playing the game. And yeah. realistically, it's hard to make a game look good if you have limited time on it. It's very difficult. It's very difficult. There's probably only, we could count on one hand, most likely, the players on this planet that can make a game play like butter, no matter what it's, you know, no matter what the layout is. And I guarantee you, Bowen is one of those. I guarantee you. And they have him. Like, he helps out with the rules. So I, I would include him. Yeah. Well, I mean, we do know Tom can make any game look good, but it's mostly because of his player cam, right? Yeah, so. yeah, it's because of that modeling thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, gonna... well, Spooky, we'll we'll put a bow on that all, all together. I mean, it's kind of a wait and see. We're excited. Congrats on selling it out. Congrats on choosing some amazing artists. Um, I don't know. We got a lot of questions, but we're all eager to see what happens. And all, none of us, all three of us, neither we, none of us have a stake in the game here. We're just you know, sitting back and, and watching it unfold. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no transition at all to this next point here. Uh, other than it's kind of a bummer. Uh, the museum of pinball the museum of pinball. One of you guys want to talk about that real quick. Hit it, Travis. So there's this place called the museum of pinball. Tom, why are you laughing right now? That was a great, <laughs> se- that was a great segue. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah, Joel, ask me again. Ask me again, Joel. I'll do it like Tom does. I apologize. Hey, Travis, just repeat what I just said. So, hey, Travis, you want to talk about the Museum of Pinball? Yes. Oh, oh. God. <laughs> Tom and his soundboard. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Sorry. All right. No, it's perfect. All right. Okay. So, yeah, Museum of Pinball. So, it's this cool place that was out in Banning, California to where there was a big tournament held there called Indisc, and it's usually held there in January. And I only got the opportunity to play out there once, but originally they were supposed to have another place out in, um, um, I can't think of the town. Tell me the town, Tom. Banning, California. No, the other town. Uh, (laughs) The other one where they were moving to. Palm Springs. Yes, Palm Springs. So they were supposed to move there, and... Basically, long story short, it kind of fell through, through unforeseen circumstances. And now this Museum of Pinball has nowhere to go afterward, you know, because of that. So, you know, now it just seems like stuff is kind of leaked out on Pinside. I'm sure you guys can go over there and check it out. I really don't know too much information outside of what's being said publicly. And so it appears that the Museum of Pinball isn't going to be anymore. Is what it appears, but hopefully there's something that happens to help that out. But as of right now, all indications show that Indisc is still going to go on in some form because you still got Carl, Jim Bilcito, and Bob Matthews over there helping out with that. And I don't see that going away. I don't think this is going to be like a replay FX and Pinberg situation to where everything just dissolves and that's that. I don't see this. I don't see that happening here. And I don't think it can happen because I think 
this tournament is so damn important. And there's a lot of people that have traveled for it. They really hit their stride in early 2020. I mean, it was well ran. It was fun. It was one of the most fun experiences I've had at a pinball competition before. And so I really do look forward to Indisc happening again. And, you know, I got no doubt in my mind that they'll figure it out and that it'll live on. All right. Because what the worry here is it's you said it's one of the major tournaments. So like we've already lost a few over the last year, right? So it's yeah, and it's considered yeah. a major. So we've already lost Pinburg and then Papa was coming back as well, I believe in April, and that was gone as well as soon as replay FX kind of I guess replay FX didn't dissolve completely, but when they took away Pinburg and all that and the actual mm-hmm. conventions, so yeah, open I don't know. Hoping for good stuff there. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know, I know this. This is definitely a concern for you two as tournament players. Um, but there is good news on the horizon, right? With tournament stuff, IFPA August first. Yes. Yeah. Look, return of return of the Whopper. Man, oh Tom, you are so fired up about this. <laughs> get fired up, Tom. Tom has to get ready though, because that means they're going to have was it IFPA seventeen? They're supposed to have it in May, May? Mm-hmm. so you got plenty of time to start getting getting trained up. Joel, yep. do you know what IFPA seventeen is? Do you know what we're talking about? Uh, uh, sure. No, I IFPA, don't. <laughs> IFPA seventeen. I know IFPA. Yep. World Championship. Gotcha. Isn't so it is. There was one of them was just recently held overseas. Like the last one was overseas, right? And now we're back in the U.S. Correct. Yep. This up. Yep. Yep. It, yep. It was held recently, about two years ago now. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. The most recent. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the one where there was a legendary matchup between Johannes yeah. and Danielli. It was. There was the Bram. Yeah. The the yeah Bram Str- Stokers. It's not Stokers. Stokers. Bam Stokers. Bram nope, it's Stokers. Definitely Dracula. Definitely. I know it's, it's not Bram Strokers. Stroker. It's definitely Stroker. It was. Dracula, that's the yes. one. Like Zach lost his mind on because it 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 like that's where he started his crazy rant about having I don't know like unthemed versions of the games and if if a game has a known bug why is it even being used in a tournament I don't know if you guys remember that but yeah. Zach Mini oh, yeah. clearly the guy that should be talking about tournaments hey, I go to Zach Mini for all my competition <laughs> yeah. info I, I even said it on the discord that's who I go to right there very true yeah but no if if nobody knows what we're talking about just look it up just look up like Dracula if uh was it back then 16, 16 I guess yeah it's a legendary game even if you're a casual pinball fan it will i watched it, it. yeah Me. it is yeah. incredible it really is but so you're saying whopper the whopper's coming back so for the tournament illiterate tom let's hear educate us why is why august why does august first matter because fox cities has been doing tournaments for months now so what's special about august first so basically player rankings are are coming back so the tournaments mean something to tournament players, basically. Basically, gotcha. the points are coming back for us. So, um, the, the are you trying to say tournaments are sanctioned? Or- yes. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Go so for it, what- Tom. You're doing great. Love you, buddy. But Thanks. I thought, like, just you said, I'm doing play- great. <laughs> you said player rankings are coming back, but like Ray Day has been Ray Day's been number one now for a while but then there was a swap right like eric stone yes, took yes, it and was, now yeah. but in ray days now but it, what <laughs> changed <laughs> which part mute your I'm mic sorry. man i'm sorry 
I'm good. All right. Which part changed? What changed? Well, with, no, Tom just said rankings? player rankings are coming back, <laughs> but I thought they had already started swapping around. So you're saying they were swapping, but you couldn't actually earn points to improve <laughs> your status or what? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm good. I'm good, Joel. Sorry. I, so, I'm glad you're having a good time. <laughs> I can't. It's Tom. It's Tom's face. He's doing it. So, okay. So for the listeners, we've right, been talking a few times about video because yeah. we feel like video okay. is going to be the thing that takes us to the next level, really, because once again, Tom. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so we're maybe one day, maybe soon, sooner than later, we'll actually get this on on YouTube. Okay, I'm good. Okay, I'm ready. So here's what was going. Tom, I cannot look at you right now. You're going to make me laugh. Okay, so here's what was happening. They were still doing rankings because there was still a decay. Tom, damn it. I swear to God, I'm going to fly to Wisconsin. Joel, can we like take his video off? He, he is messing up. No, that's the only reason here. I'm still doing this podcast. Okay. You know okay. that. Yeah. So... Basically, what happened is Raymond decayed because he couldn't get any sanctioned points. Eric Stone passed him up, became the new number one. And, you know, to me, it's, it was kind of strange with the rankings bouncing back and forth, but we were all going through that. Tom, F you, by the way, since you're still doing because that. Because Tom's <laughs> higher, right? Higher than you now? Or he was always higher? He's always been higher than me, but Tom broke the top 50. I mean, doing, by doing nothing though, because you're saying decay. It's, I didn't. I didn't break the right. top fifty. Did you not? But okay, you I was came fifty close. first. Fifty first. Okay. Well, but, you know. So points last in COVID what? times. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Points yeah. last three years. Is that right? And then yeah, they... the, yeah. There's a decay. I think it's seventy five, fifty, twenty five. So each year, calendar year, whenever it comes up to when that was submitted then that's when the points start decaying. And then once you get past three years, that's when it's completely off your profile. And the top 20 tournaments is what goes. <sighs> did they, did Tom. they pause Tom. that though? I thought, I thought they like paused that you. during COVID or they, they didn't, they just let points decay if they decayed or, Joel, or did they. Joel, well, I would like yes. to say, I appreciate your professionalism that you're hey. still trying to get us going forward. I fully appreciate it. You know, we Joel, I'm everybody. Joel. genuinely curious, but I also, I think anybody listening to this knows there's yes. very little professionalism here. So it's fair. It's, it's, okay. it fits. So ask your question one more time. So, so what I was saying, I you're saying right decay. Track. I thought, right. I understand there was a pause on, we're not going to have any tournaments for you to earn points. Did they mm -hmm. also pause whether or not you're losing your points or no? People have been technically no. losing this over the last year plus. Right. There's right. been plenty so, of. All the all the decay just keeps going. It doesn't right. Matter. So the powers right. that be determined that they were not going to pause the points at all. Mm -hmm. That you just could not earn extra points. So there's there's people that are ranked in the top 100 now that even then they have low points. Like everybody had the decay happen. So gotcha. that's why you're going to have a mad dash this fall. Everybody trying to go for the whoppers and everything. Because you're saying <laughs> overall the bar has yes. been lowered. Because everybody's yes. yeah yeah, yep. That's yep. yeah. The See, we're wondering in a lot of places. Yeah. We're wondering how you know if Tom's not drawn in. If Tom didn't draw in his wife through his his extensive conversation, <laughs> it's got to be the jokes. She must just be laughing. It's, it's got to be the jokes. Or the it's got to be that jokes. He draws them in with the jokes and the looks. That's all he needs. Oh, uh, yeah. I apologize to the listener. I know it's just us having a giggle fit for the past ten minutes. A giggle it's, fit. Wow, it's, it's all Tom's fault. Well, Tournament pinball. Woo! Yes, August 1st, everybody. It's coming back. The Whopper's I'm back. Stoked. And I will be, shameless plug here, 
having Josh Sharp, who is the president of the IFPA on my personal podcast later this week. So Joel can't have all the fun having Gomez <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, here's a wonderful you know? transition. Thank you for the transition. There we one, go. One Boom. thing I did want to bring up, I on my, so we recorded Triple Drain shortly after Triple Drain. I actually had an amazing opportunity to interview Tanya Kleiss and George Gomez about Deadpool. So feel free, just another pinball. It was episode 30, I think. Feel free to listen to it. Awesome. But one of the key parts of that interview um, that towards the end, there was essentially what was said was Tanya is currently working on something that should end in September. And once once he's done with what he's working towards in September, he has a chance to do a second game. The us The other thing that he said was, Basically, don't sell your Deadpool until September because there's new stuff coming in September. But the way he phrased it isn't there's new stuff coming to Deadpool. He said there's new stuff coming to Deadpool, among other games, in September. So the question there, you know, like DJ Mixer has already been put out to a ton of games. So it's just there's there's it sounds like they're adding something new. And I don't know. Thoughts. What are your thoughts on what that could be? Take it, Tom. You got this. It's got to be some kind of downloadable content or uh, internet connectivity. Maybe some music. I don't know. I, you know, it, it was concise, but I agree with you. I agree with you. I think it's probably one or more of those things. Um, Travis? Tom actually just hit the nail on the head. Pretty okay, much. I mean, well, well, yeah, I, I think I think that can be about the only things that can be to apply to all the games across the board. I don't see, you know, we've talked about online connectivity for a long time now. I know that's been the thing that pinball is a little bit behind everybody else, because obviously, like I've been playing on a PlayStation online since the year 2000, 2001, sometime yeah. right around there. And it's 2021 now. So, yeah, it's just about that time to have something like that across the board. I think personally think that it would be awesome if Stern Pinball had it set up to where you could have some sort of profile that you would be able to take game to game and have achievements within a game because then it would give replayability a lot more on different games if you're trying to achieve different things on it. So I'm kind of personally hoping that it would be something similar to that. But I honestly, I don't know what it is. I know it's something big yeah. that's coming. I think it's going to change the way things are moving forward with pinball with Stern at least. And I, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if it's something that kind of becomes like the industry leader of that particular thing that has to do with pinball. I could see something like that happening. Achievements could be really neat. I agree with you. I, what prompted the question is I said something about a lot of these new games all have like, um, they have like a challenge mode, something unique built in half shell challenge or what escape Nublar. You can get right to that in Jurassic park. Um, you know, there's plenty in the new stuff. Or what's uh, uh, Avengers is uh, Battle Royale. Is that right? Trophy. Well, they have trophies. In well, there trophy too. multiple. Which, yeah, is another. Which I think which, is really good. I think every game should have some sort of trophy system, which would be like the achievements. I, which is I the like achievements. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know you've talked about that before, Travis, and that would, that would just be an awesome idea. Um, yeah, if, that, yeah, that would make have me want to play different games. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So I currently own a score bit, a score bit. I have one in TNA and, and one of the main reasons I got it is some of the stuff it, it would enable me to do in, with streaming. But what has been really neat, like I've been surprised how much I enjoy the fact that other, some of my friends also have TNA and to be able to see their scores and challenge each other 
and share that, like just that alone has, has been really, really fun. And so if Stern can do that and more, I mean, I'm, I don't know, whatever they add, there's probably, it's probably going to cost money. I hope, I don't know if it's going to be a monthly thing, a yearly thing, or I don't know if there's going to be something physical that we're going to have to buy to put in our games. But, um, I don't, I mean, this is to me, whatever it is, I'm in, you know, I hope it's not, I hope it doesn't cost an arm and a leg. You know, I hope it's reasonable, but you know, we have these amazing toys in our house. And if you're telling me I can pay for something that gives it a whole new way to play, like, sure. Why would you not? Um, Yeah. I mean, it would be pretty big too, if they enabled something to where your scores could be taken down. So that would make it a lot easier to manage during tournaments, during leagues, you could have groups. Of, of friends like the three of us could be able to say, okay, here's our score on Mandalorian night. It'd make it a lot easier doing something like that. I think you could achieve a lot more community fill that way. And I think Stern could really build that out and that would make their launch parties, you know, that much better. That would make different community opportunities nationwide a lot better. So, I mean, it's, I would be very surprised if they didn't do something similar to that in the future. I really would be. Sure. And we don't know. I mean, they've, they've made it very clear September, something is happening in September. So, you know, kind of a sit and wait, but I was blown away that he said it. I mean, straight out of George Gomez's mouth, the fact that he dropped, you know, that kind of news on my podcast, couldn't believe it. Um, so yeah, I think I, I know I'm excited. Don't know what it is, but I feel like I, I, I have no, I have no interest in selling Deadpool, but I, I know for sure I definitely don't want to sell it until something comes out then. But it sounds like, I mean, Turtles, something. Will, it sounds like it's going to be applied to a lot of a lot of games. So, pretty excited. Um, transition. Speaking of excited, why not? Uh, this is new. This is a new thought. This is a new concept. This is something that popped into my head yesterday, and let's give it a shot. Uh, this is going to be a new new segment, and I, I, I have full intention of reaching out to um, now our good friend Jason Libel, hopefully for another cool little jingle here. But um, we're going to call it Triple Combo, Triple Combo. And the point of this segment is I had somebody reach out to me, and he, and he just said, game code has gotten so complex now that, and so many people play it in so many different ways, that there's a good chance that there's stuff in a game that we're missing. And so we thought, why not break down a game in kind of three different views from three different views. So the novice view or the what, how do you approach this game to see the cool stuff as quickly as possible? How do you describe this game to somebody new? How do you describe this game to your friends and family? I'm the novice. I will take care of that. Then the second way to view a game is wizard mode. I want to know how do I get through this game? So let's break down that process. And then the last way to view a game is the tournament strat. If you step up to this game, what do you do? You know, this is the first time you've stepped up to this game at a tournament. What do you do? And so Tom and Travis are probably going to fight over who's going to take tournament strat, you know, week to week to week. But for right now, we're going to go ahead and do that. We're going to we're and we're our view is triple combo. So triple combo. We're ordering up the triple combo here. Um, and today we're going to talk about Mando. So all three of us have actually had a Mando in our possession or easy to play for, I don't know, well over a month now. Um, and we're definitely going to go more into Mando uh, after we get through the segment. But I would say, so if I take on the novice side and, and feel free, if anybody has better terminology that we can use, email us at triple tripledrain at gmail.com. Boom. Um, at any hour, Tom will answer you within 30 seconds, guaranteed. Um, 
<laughs> I wish you could. Yes, Tom's face once again, priceless. So the novice level, the novice, what is the easy, what's the, what do you do when you step up to Amando for the first time if you want to see something cool or you want to show your friends, hey, check this game out. The novice things to do would be, it's easy to get into a multi-ball right up the middle. Just hit that shot enough, boom, you're in a multi-ball. The multi-ball light shows are really cool. There's some really cool cutscenes in the multi-ball. You can show that off. Um, otherwise, the pl- upper play field, if you're on a premium or LE, people want to know how to get to it. People want to experience that. The upper play field, even on a pro, same thing. It's one left shot. So left ramp one time will light the encounter. You hit the left ramp again. That's what puts you up to the upper play field. So if you're going to get, and this is smart in my opinion, because for novice people, for friends and family that aren't necessarily good at pinball, what's the easiest thing to shoot? It's a, it's it's the middle shots. So Brian Eddy has designed this where the middle shot is what gives you multi-ball. And just one inch over to the left is the shot that gets you up to the fun toy. That's about it. That's about all I can say from a bite-sized consumable novice level that would be the thing. Those would be the things that I'd be showing my friends and family if they first stepped up to the game. Um, do you guys agree with that? Did I miss anything? No, that sounds pretty good. I think, um, did you mention that you can hit it into the left scoop twice to spot your ramp shots? I did not because that's the thing is why do they care? Why do they care about the ramp shots? So maybe we should, this is a good transition to uh, Thomas, who's going to take us to the to, into this wizard mode type pursuit of the game because in my opinion i don't think my friends and family care about the missions um it's just they may not get there they may not hit those shots but you're right i do like that dwight has given you kind of some training wheels for the first two missions to hit that scoop but if you want to go deeper tom take us take us deeper thank you joel oh anytime everybody listening at home driving in your car <laughs> Grab a pen and a paper. (laughs) Sorry. Grab a pen and a paper. Pull over your car. Hmm. We're we're about to get into this. So, um, missions. What you want to do is hit both of the ramps. Hit the scoop. Play out your missions. And do it again. That's what I'm waiting. That's what I'm waiting here for. Yeah. I think you're trying to say just do everything. If you do everything, you'll eventually get to the wizard mode. I'm maybe we should have given. Joel. Maybe we should have given Tom tournament, or maybe we should have given Tom novice. I don't know. But Tom we, has sorry. been to the wizard mode. Yeah, Tom um, has been to the wizard mode. Tom, how did you do that with I, the glass on too? Yeah. <laughs> well, technically, I I missed it by a couple of shots, but. Um, Wait, you haven't been to the wizard mode yet, and you're telling us how to get to the wizard <laughs> mode? <laughs> well, he had it lit. What? what? <laughs> he had it lit. I had it lit. Yeah. Okay, proceed. We're doing good so far. So <laughs> missions. So yeah, play okay. out, play out all five missions, and uh, that'll that'll complete that that segment uh, to get to the. This is the way. Uh, then you got to play all your your razor crest multi-balls uh in the 0.97 code they uh made a change where 
now in between the multi-balls, there's a hurry up. So you have to repeatedly hit the center ramp. Um, but playing all three of those, um, <clears throat> razor crests will, will get you to that mini wizard mode. You play that and then you got to play all your encounters, uh, chopping a lot of wood to get there. And finally, uh, this is the way once you complete all three of those will be lit and you have to hit a certain number of lit shots to start the mode, which, uh, is where I failed. Isn't it five shots? I think total there lit. Or is so, it all seven? It might be all seven. I can't remember. So I would. So if you are pursuing the wizard mode, that's it. I mean, there are other things in the game. There's ambush, scope. Yep. There's multipliers. There's hunter. None of those are needed at all to get to the wizard mode. Correct. Nope. Correct. There's, well, there's a couple of things that can help you out along the way. Like you sure, want to make the, sure you have yeah. 600 beskar, the because that'll get yeah. you another extra ball. True. So yeah. that'll help you out a little bit. And then probably maybe what is it? Not light and encounter. Isn't you can there one for completing. You can also encounter? get an extra ball. I think it's two or three missions. Yeah. And then like the child can also missions. get you a, an extra ball. But those aren't that's what the foundry is like a whole nother thing that I mean, theoretically, you could ignore it. You could ignore you could ignore everything but those three things. Missions, razor crest, multi ball encounters boom wizard mode yep right? right but the rising phoenix is what it is so rising phoenix and the extra ball will help you on your pursuit to a wizard mode the right. rising phoenix i think is 175 best car as of right now on 0.97 code tom and... graf knows that because tom graf knows all but he doesn't need rising phoenix though because tom graf annihilates his well he doesn't call him upper play fields his mini play field <laughs> what, what do you call yeah. it yeah isn't whatever it is rising phoenix, <laughs> is it the jetpack the jetpack is what will just oh well one of the jet the jetpack will help you get through an encounter the rising phoenix will relight the encounter right because it's at the end of Could the day what it is it, i don't know i'm going off what it says on tilt forums and not on my own notes i probably should have just followed my own notes i, I should have just took the tournament strategy <laughs> <laughs> but of those three so of the three segments though reality is multi-ball if if you can only hit one shot and that's the center shot you could theoretically get to the mini wizard mode of razor crest missions kind of happen as long as you keep the ball alive encounter is really where at least for me encounter is really that is the holdup that is the thing that you have to focus on to get through is that do you agree with that or no these encounters just magically work for you tom encounters yeah, the upper play field. It's like chopping wood. Yeah. Yeah. It's Lots terrible. Of... <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but there you go. There's your there's your wizard mode pursuit, right? Um now I will say the one the one little thing I, I don't not taking away from Tom's segment. I'm I'm doing a revert back to mine. The other cool little nifty thing that you could show, I would assume at some point Dwight will add some sort of challenge mode, which you know, holding the flippers, navigate over to it and start it and have a good time. But there is impossible mode. Impossible mode is kind of fun. So if you have people that like pinball or want to be challenged, go to go to impossible. That's another fun, easy, quick thing you can show people. So that's mine. What, what does Travis think of impossible mode? I like it for the most part. I think so. We had a conversation about this last week mm -hmm. that I'm still not fond of how GNR's mechanics 
goes with the flipper decay. Right. I like the idea of where the impossible mode on Mandalorian goes. But I don't think it's fully quite fleshed out. But I love the idea of future competition uh, codes on any of the pins have some type of shot clock on the flippers whenever you're in single ball play. Like, I don't want it there in multi-ball play because I think if you earn multi-ball, you deserve the right yeah, to good point. be able play to trap out. up. But I love the idea that even if, if you make a huge move and that tilt bob is moving around, that you can't just sit there and let it settle down because you earned that danger and you've earned putting yourself in danger. Now you got to force some play. So I like the idea of where that's going. And it's almost, if I had a choice, I would really like to see competition play move towards having some type of shot clock on flippers like that for modern pinball. Now I know a lot of purists are going to hate that. They are probably pulling their hair out right now. But I really do feel like, yeah, exactly, Tom. But it's really, it's made me enjoy Mandalorian a lot more. Like, I prefer to play on Impossible Mode compared to just regular old so, competition. So just to clarify, so anybody, Impossible Mode, what it is, is you have, it's it's like a 10 second, basically each flipper has its own meter. It's not even and, 10 second. It's like, yeah. no, it's quick. less than three or two. Yeah, you got, yeah. like, it's great for training because you can work on drop catching or live catching mm -hmm. and then you got to get rid of it. But there's no ball yeah. save and you can only trap up for maybe a second and a yeah. half. The if key that. is is the flipper. It it is there is yep. a there is a meter for each flipper, and if you are pushing or holding that button, that meter is going down and will warn you. And if you run out of that meter, the meter the the flipper goes dead. And the the what's hardest for me is is it takes time to build back the meter. So it's not only can you not hold a flipper that long. Let's say you do cradle up trying to make a shot, and you flip just last minute. Well, if you miss your shot, you may have run out of flipper, and you can't flip it to 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 gain control again. I think it'll be really interesting from a tournament strategy. It'll be really interesting if they ever do a tournament with that turned on because it very much changes how you play the game. Well, and not only that, there's no ball save. Uh, yeah. A lot of the modes are harder to start, uh, yep. especially the multi-balls. Yeah. There are more shots to start it. it it's pretty interesting. There's, I, just, there's a bigger sense of urgency. And it feels like you're earning what you're doing. And mm -hmm. it feels like you have to be very precise with your flipper skills. Like you, you cannot accidentally run into a score playing on impossible mode. No, you have to be you skillful it. doing you yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah. And when, wouldn't you agree, Travis, this is really a game you have to trap up and, you know, relax, hit your shots. I mean, it's not, it's not yeah. a on the fly kind of game. No, no, it's one of those. It's legitimately, if you get on the right flipper, you're the only time you're really ever playing on the fly is if you're doing a right ramp, left ramp, center ramp combo. Yeah. That's about the only time. Other than that, you're just pretty much, if you go center ramp, you're just catching on the left-hand side. If you're going in counter, you're just catching on the right-hand side, and then you're getting that ax out, and you're ready to chop some more wood. That's really what it amounts to. Yep. Sure. So, well, let's roll into the third wave then. So... Travis, take it away. What if you had to today? Fox Cities, boom! Tournament tomorrow. You know you're playing a. You know you're playing a Mando. What's your strategy for uh, blowing it up there, Travis? Nice. Am I on a pro or an LE? Uh, pick one. I don't. Whatever. Okay, we'll you, say you, pro. You've played most, pro more. Yeah, yeah. Most likely, we'll be on a pro. So this is assuming that outlines are open, tilt is tight, competition mode. Small. Do we? Did we say it's been Josh Sharp? 
Tom? Sure, it's we hard. Say like sure. the multi Because this yeah. is because if the multi because there is a very specific way to approach this if the multi balls don't have any ball save whatsoever. So I, I figured this out earlier. So we'll say, gosh, for these purposes, everybody doesn't have a Josh Sharp doing their tournament directing at their tournament. So we'll just act like that the ball saves are all still on and all that. So we'll go with that. So what I would do, if it's on competition mode, you're going to have your first mission lit, your first multi-ball lit, and your first encounter lit. Now, what I prefer to do is I completely ignore encounters in competition mode. It's going to be one of the last things that I do personally. And so my main thing with Mandalorian is it very much has the thing to do in this. And the thing to do in this is to make sure that you have multipliers running as often as possible. So if you hit the two targets on the right-hand side, the Boba Fett targets, that will light one of your 1X multipliers, and that will last approximately a minute and 20 seconds, somewhere right around there. If you do your hunter targets, and see, look at Joel laughing. See, you, you got this it. down, Joel. You timed, timed it. it. I want to know what's up. I want to know what's up. Yeah. So it's right around a minute and 20 <laughs> seconds. And this is on 0.97 code. So if you're on a previous code, I don't know if that changed or whatever. This is just as of 0.97 today. And then if you do Hunter, that will also add a 1X, and that's approximately also around a minute and 20 seconds. What's interesting about it, fellows, what is interesting about it, if you stack those both up, it did not last a minute and 20 seconds when I timed it. I checked it twice. It actually lasted right under a minute and 10 seconds. Hmm. So that does play into it. I don't know why that is. I, maybe my timing was just off. Who knows? Anyways, so I would highly advise to have those things in focus. In scope, I would have that in focus also. You can get that lit by doing the U-turn, uh, one of the 2X shots, which is, I believe, I guess if you're looking at it, it'd be on the left-hand side between the U-turn and the right ramp, and then the right ramp itself. And that will light your left end lane for scope. So keep that in mind. These are all things that you can attempt to set up early on if you want to, if you want to rely on one ball, or you could just rock and roll and just go straight into a mode and and into a uh, multi-ball. And so one of the first modes that you run into is find the asset. So what I like to do is I like to, I totally ignore the ramps. I just go into the scoop twice because it's an easy catch coming out or an easy just let it bounce over if you want to. Some of the pins might play different. But either way, I'm just getting into the scoop because it's an easy backhand shot. Just do that three times. That'll start the mode. That's even on tournament settings? even on tournament settings. Okay. Yep. They very much have the training wheels on for you. <laughs> they very much do. And so, and this is even on impossible mode too. I found that out. And the other thing that you could do, you could juice up your multi-ball if you want to, that first one right up the middle with a couple of shots. I sometimes like doing that. If you feel like you can play under control, feel free to get it ready to where once you hit it one time, it's lit and it's going. So I like to wait until it's ready to go. Then I'll start my mode. Then my next thing is just catch on the left flipper. Then I'm going right up the middle. So now I've got a stack between find the asset and that first multi-ball. I, I can't remember what it is. I think it's jetpack is the very first one. Is and, tournament. So yeah, it's yep. interesting you're saying find the asset because you yep. can change which mission you start based you on hitting, hitting the two times target. Yep, you can. And you can change with multiple you play based on hitting a Boba right. Fett target. You can't. So you say, does it matter? Like, are, is there a pur purposely there is a specific mission you're trying to start, or there is a specific multi ball, or no? 
for what I'm doing, I want it to be on that very first one. Because so, one, okay. I don't want to put the ball out of control and I want to put pressure on my opponents early on. I want to start piling up points early on. So and you so, would go mission number one yep. and razor crest number one. Yep. Okay. Yep. You're, you're not going to take the low score strat? No, <laughs> I'm going to throw the hammer down on ball one, Tom. Yeah. Tom Graff, I don't mess around when it comes to competition play. <laughs> Unless I lose, then I, of course, I was messing around. That's the only reason why I lose. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah. So, you get that all lit and you get it all started, right? So, here's why you do it, Joel. Here's why. I'm ready. Because you also have a flamethrower automatically, which lights every major shot for a one-time 2x shot. So, guess what? Now that I get it back on my left flipper, my goal during the ball save isn't to hit any of the shots. It's to light Boba Fett. So now I got that 1X. After I do that, now I'm kind of looking at those 2X targets on that right-hand side, right? So I'm mm -hmm. going to get those lit. That's 4X right there. And it is multiplicative. So I can get that right ramp really juiced up at that point. And from there, I'm just hitting a bunch of shots. I'm having a grand old time. You know, play fields multiplied. And eventually you will finish, uh, find the asset pretty quick. I think it's like left orbit, left ramp, right orbit is lit on the very first one. One of those shots will get you to the next span, which I believe is the right ramp. So one shot on the right ramp, and then all of a sudden you'll light, I think it's left orbit, left ramp, right orbit on your third. Yeah, on your third span. So, so is wait, this making sense already, so far, yeah, Joel? But you've already done flamethrower? Like you did yes, that I light, right yeah, at, the, I, at the beginning. I will it. light flamethrower at the very beginning. Because a big reason why, because all of the missions on Mandalorian, it has a left scoop cash in. All of them. They all end at the left scoop. So I'm looking to end my mode on that left scoop with possibly either just my 2x flamethrower or the 1x added on. So that makes it 3x with Boba Fett. If I've mixed in Hunter, if I really want it to and I mix it in at the very beginning, then I might even have a 4x on that shot. And so from there... Theoretically, at that point, I could start getting the uh, super jackpot lit on that U-turn to where it could be worth 30 million, sometimes 35 million, somewhere right around there. And it could be worth that pretty quick just from hitting your shots and just from getting your multipliers up. And you so can come out at... This yep, is all... Ahead. The goal for all of this is all of these points are coming from playing one mission and one multi-ball. Is that what yep. I'm hearing? Wow. Yep. And you could very easily get... 250 300 million like very quickly and the thing about mandalorian you can do the thing multiple times you could do the same thing with any of the missions any of the multi-balls just add in the multiplier before you know it you'll have 600 800 or a billion points so there's no like build up, up quick there's no like okay i'm gonna take ball one to prep for ball two you are basically saying i'm gonna try this and if i flub it it doesn't matter ball two i'm gonna try the exact same thing and when I drain ball three, I'm going to do the exact same thing. Is that what I'm Usually hearing? you do, but Dwight hands out multipliers like Oprah gives away cars. I mean, you, <laughs> <laughs> like, like you've got your action button has the flamethrower ready to go. Yeah. So even after all this, guys, then you've been building up your best car this whole time. You haven't even entered the founder yet. So you know what you get to do right after you do all this? You get to go right back into the foundry. And now you get to buy more flamethrower. So you get to repeat the process all over again. So I can, if somebody doesn't realize that you could just keep doing this, you could pretty much play anything with a three or four X running. 
and just annihilate, then anything on that right ramp is going to be worth a lot. Then your super jackpots are going to be worth a lot for your, your multi-balls because that super jackpot on some of them, it stays lit until like you could just yeah. keep hitting it, yeah. back hitting over and over again. I did that earlier today on location for over 125 million. Just doing that, just over and over and over again. So and the I mean, super jackpot is from the multi-ball. It's not from the mission. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so you could pretty much you could pretty much just do that at will. And then the other thing I would highly recommend to look into is the armor also, because that adds in. It's not very much. I think it's like 175 or 200 best car, but that adds ball 20 safe. seconds. Yeah. Yep. 20 seconds onto your ball safe. And I figured this out. So if your tournament director is a psychopath and they like to turn the ball save off during your multi-ball. Guess what happens when you purchase armor? Nice. It's 20 seconds. Yep. 20 seconds of ball save time. Wow. So that is massive. Dear, that's only during the multi-ball. That's not during like if they have ball save turned off at the plunge. But during the multi-ball, I timed it. It's there. And that is a huge deal. When you can do something like that for that amount of best car. I mean, that's. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, <laughs> you, and you can buy it again. Right. So that's a question. If you. Once can you buy armor more than once or just one and done? Like you can't get a second level of armor, right? It lasts for the entire game. So you, yeah, you can't buy it again. That's All like right. that's priority. If you have low ball save timers for multi ball, because it's so easy to get multi ball in Mandalorian, unless they have like a fat rubber on that left hand side. Yeah. But it's like armor would be a priority because it gives you a ball save. So you do all that, you're pretty much all but guaranteed. As long as you have a pulse and you can handle your flippers. You will get over 500 million. Like, I yeah, promise I you, you, I haven't will. cracked 500 million after Joel, a month, but I what? haven't tried the strategy. I if haven't you tried do the this, strategy. You'll, you'll yeah. do it now. I mean, it's yeah, that's fair. Th this, this is the way, Joel. Hey, no. <laughs> hey way. well done. Well done. So, uh, there you go. Triple combo. That's uh, that'll wrap that up. But that's, I don't know. I hope that's enjoyable for the listeners. Anybody that has any ideas, if, if there's better terminology we should use, but that's the thought. I think if we do one game per episode and break this down, hopefully that's, that's useful. If not, if you thought it was a terrible segment, let us know triple drain at gmail.com. Um, but let's just roll into, I mean, true. All three of us have had Bando. So we've had it. We've or had access to it for a while now. Overall, overall thoughts. Um, Let's start. Let's start with Tom. Why not? Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so unusual for me. Uh, no, I I enjoy the game. I I think it's um, I think it's easy to understand, um, but it's a little bit of wood chopping. Okay. Specifically especially the encounters, especially the encounters yeah, yeah, the, yeah the encounters for sure and the, um, yeah but you know other than that i think it's a great game okay uh travis so i keep going back and forth on this game uh first off i'm a huge star wars fan love the theme uh, originally i had planned on holding off after i saw the gameplay reveal i was going to hold off. I wasn't going to get it because I was worried about the U-turn shot. I was kind of worried about the simplicity that this would just be a game people would blow through. So I just, I didn't know how long this would last for me. Uh, I ended up getting it because my sons, they really love Mandalorian. They want to play it. Joel, you are intimidating me with what you're doing right now. Oh, I, I stood up everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he stood up and he's, he's like, he's looking at his, his game right I'm looking now. At yeah. the game. He's yeah. like standing up and he has this. Okay. Oh, he's, he's looking at his game. Okay. 
Yeah. You're intimidating me. You're like a bouncer all of a sudden, standing up with those <laughs> arms crossed and that beard and everything. No, hey, nothing's better for a podcast than visual description. Let me tell That's you. That's true. That's true. So, <laughs> but I ended up getting the game because my sons wanted to get the game. And so overall, it, I think there's some fun fun things to shoot. I still have issues with the center ramp in terms of how it returns. It's just kind of clunky. It's super easy to hit. I'm not a fan of the U-turn shot on the pro at all, just because it's just, it goes everywhere. I, there's some, I've played three different versions of Mando Pro so far. And a few times I've hit that U-turn shot clean and it comes off there and just goes to the left out lane and mm. just drains. That's like, yeah, that's very frustrating. And then I had another one to where it just actually nearly fed the right end lane. Really, because it hit, it just dribbled down and just had a weird spin to it. And then there's some of them where I hit the right orbit and somehow it actually ricochets off and goes reverse on the U-turn. So it, it, there's some weird stuff going on there. It's just, it's a weird shot. Like, I really don't know how else to describe it. But, you know, in terms of just the accessibility to it, yeah, it's it's easy to start the modes. It's easy to get to the multi-balls. You can pretty much, if you... If you're a slightly above average player, you're going to get to wizard modes on a pretty consistent basis once you figure it out. And Joel, I know you are going to do that as well. Because we were even talking about it one night where we were going over different things to do on it. Yeah. And you could tell you started to figure it out and you were putting it together and you were you were getting deep into the game. And so yeah. I think for players that are new to pinball, I think it's a great game. Uh, it may not be the best shooter around, but it's things that kind of helps you along the way, it gives you things to do that are close to the start button. And yep. so th that's important right there. Um, you know, in terms of the encounters, I actually do like the mini play field on the, uh, on the pro it's, it is kind of wood choppy, but honestly, I still think it's, it's easy to get through. Like I'll, it's very rare that I don't complete the whole thing. And I think it's because you have that big flipper up there. And it's not moving around. If you get the bounces down, you can pretty much nudge your way into a trap. And I just picture it like a clock. So if I aim at like 10 o'clock, right, it's going to pretty much bounce back at the right angle to my flipper to where it's not going to drain out. And you could pretty much just bat it around right there. That's exactly what I do. And more than more times than not, I'm completing my whole span right there. And then it's just rinse and repeat over and over again. Catch on the right, go to the left. Yeah. But yes, yeah. it's very it's very wood choppy, and that's the only thing that I'm kind of worried about with point nine seven. They added in that hurry up in between the multi balls, and I was even telling you guys this earlier. Like it's driving me crazy that now all of a sudden I have to spam the center ramp even more mm -hmm. to get to the point to where I have to spam it even more. So there's it, a there's something you can buy in the foundry that will start Razorcrest multi or light Razorcrest multi multi ball. Does that surpass? Does it if you if you have if you're working on the hurry up, you've done your multi ball now. Hurry right. ups, you're now working towards hurry up. If you just buy Razorcrest multi balls lit, does it skip the hurry up and get you towards the multi ball or no? no. It lights and the see, hurry up. Right. And so that's what I was hoping would happen. I was hoping it would skip the hurry up instead. I think it just lights the hurry up. Okay. Just straight up, and yeah. then so you're basically not buying your Razorcrest anymore. So yeah. whatever they have on there, that's not what's happening. And I got a feeling that that might be fixed. Just because it kind of, I don't know, it, it defeats the purpose of what you're buying in the foundry. Because now all of a sudden, it's like somebody that's not really paying attention to code 
might pick to buy that. And then all of a sudden they have to play that hurry up and then they get out of it. And now their razor crest isn't lit and they're out 300 best car. Sure. And they're wondering what has happened. And for me, I would rather just play multi-ball because the multi-ball is worth a lot more than the hurry up from what I've seen so far. So I'm sure there might be some score balancing that will have to happen or maybe some adjustments on there, but it's just, I don't know with that hurry up, it's turned the whole game very much into just a spam the center ramp until you get a multi-ball or hurry up or you just get tired. That's fair. You know, but right. overall, uh, overall, I mean, everything else though, I mean, it's still fun to play. I just, I don't know how long it's going to last in my well, collection. That's yeah. the thing. I just don't know. You have gotten to the wizard mode a lot. So uh, it, yeah. 12 times so far. Yeah. This so is it's, the way 12 times, which is, <laughs> but, Tom, but uh, yeah. Tom's only had his LE for like three days. So he'll, He'll get there. He'll it's get like there. once you dial in the shots and you're playing on your pen and you know where things are at, you know, you can typically get through your game pretty quick. But this game, it's just accessible. I mean, well, and after skillful I, player. No, go ahead. No, go ahead, Tom. Uh, what I were just, you going to say? Uh, sorry. I was going to say uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I kind of stopped playing it because of the uh, bug in the encounters where I was kind of stuck in it. and Yeah. Um, you there, know, there's it, a lot, there's a lot of bugs yeah. right now. So yep. I'm just waiting for a new code update and then I'll get back to it. Yeah. That's, that's, what's weird. Even this is the way is still bugged out. Like I found the only way it's weird. Like sometimes I have to just flat out, just drain out of a ball in order for this is the way to be lit. Mm. And there was one time today on location, I got all the way through. I think it's, I like these odds, which is the wizard mode for the missions, I mm -hmm. believe. Yep. And I got to the very end of it finished it and then all of a sudden the game decides this is on 0.97 the game decides to spit out like four or five balls and nothing else is lit but the foundry it's like no victory laps no nothing so the foundry's lit and i'm like well everything else is dark i'll just hit the foundry and i did and then all of a sudden it puts me in the foundry but my flippers aren't going <laughs> and it still has the ball save on so it's just like spitting out balls over and over again i'm just yeah it's it's yeah. kind of it's kind of crazy i if it's if it stays 0.97, I'm not so sure that it can be in a high level tournament right now because I think people are going to run into bugs a lot. Huh. Yeah, because I'm running into that with encounters. If I play that, I ran into that with scope today to where anytime hmm. I started scope, nothing was lit, but yet it was acting like scope was started, like the end lane was going. It it went through hmm. its whole thing, but there was no nothing on the U turn on the target or on the ramp. And even if I hit something, nothing would happen. It would just eventually time out. Yeah, so it's like I was stuck that. in that holding pattern. I don't, I have no clue how I did that, but yeah, sure. there's a few bugs that got to be squashed. Yep. Well, I will tell you personally, I have not seen it. I mean, I've had a few bugs, but I haven't seen nearly the amount of bugs that you guys have, mostly because I just haven't gotten nearly as far as you guys have. Um, but I don't, my initial, my overall review is, uh, and I, I just have more of a novice or like intermediate player mentality. Art is still awesome. The assets are really good. The film clips, the video clips are very good. The audio on this game is fantastic. The audio mm -hmm. I think is very, yep. very good, very engaging. What I will say is the friends and family that have played it, there isn't anything, there isn't anything that wowed them. So there wasn't anything that pulled them in like, like to keep like they played one game and they're like cool there wasn't there just there wasn't any toy there wasn't anything like some of the other games i have that like oh that was neat i want to do that again 
Um, so it, it wasn't the initial impression with, with novice, like friends and family wasn't incredible, but for like my brother or brother-in-law, like people that want to know rules, once they realized, Oh, like once I described what you should hit, then they wanted to see more of the game. They wanted to see other missions. They wanted to see more multi-balls. So there is a lot there, but it's, 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 it's there for people that want to try to unfold it and want to try to see the depth in the game. And what I will say as, uh, you know, as an intermediate player, this is an approachable game. And I do feel like uh, there will be a point that I will see the end because I think it's, it is accessible for my skill level. Like turtles, I don't think I will ever see Cowabunga. There's so much that needs to fall into place to get to Cowabunga. It draws me in, but it also seems almost unappro- like unachievable. This game, I do think you can do that. And so being that, if you are an intermediate intermediate player, this is a game that you might be able to beat. And after you beat that, I don't know if that'll draw you back in again. You know, Travis has beaten it 12 times. It's like, you know, it's it's when you have a game like that that you can do. And, and that's what some people complain about, like Deadpool. Deadpool is a game that if you're a pretty good player, you can beat that game. And if you have a game that you can beat over and over again, it just most of the time people don't don't care as much. So it does. I do like the way it shoots. I do like that every time I play, I typically try to focus on something else. And the reality is most of the time when I focus, if I say, okay, I'm going to focus on getting through multi-balls, I can get to the wizard mode of multi-balls. If I focus on the the wizard, like only missions, I can get to that. And so I realized like I need to do a better job balancing if I truly want to get through everything. Because personally, I don't want to get through missions in Razor Crest and then just for the next 10, 15 minutes, just only do encounters. That sounds rough, but maybe that's the best way to do it. So, yeah, I don't well, one of the things too, Joel, and you, you briefly mentioned it, maybe without realizing this, but with Ninja Turtles, you do have to do, and this is, it's coded by Dwight Sullivan also. So with Ninja Turtles, the big difference between that in terms of difficulty just from a code standpoint is you do have to do a lot of things that fall into place like very specific things like mondo jackpots yeah you got it you got to do a lot with mandalorian you can get through your missions and your multi-balls without actually completing them that's the difference like it'll still count Mm -hmm. encounters is the only thing in the game to where you have to actually complete them Mm -hmm. to progress to the next thing so you could theoretically play all your modes and just keep spamming, you know, the center ramp and just play it safe the whole time and eventually time out without taking any dangerous shots and you'll get to that wizard mode. You don't yeah. have to complete it. You don't have to go through all the all the phases or whatnot and then hit the left scoop to cash out. There's nothing in there that says complete this. So in that case, if you're on the fence or you're thinking about Mandalorian or you got a chance to play it on location, I would still recommend play it. And I would keep that in mind that, You don't have to take crazy chances to go see a wizard mode. You could play under control. You could play patient. And as long as you do those two things and you're just semi-consistent with what you're doing, you will get to the end of that. These, the missions themselves, it's not too many shots to even get through them either. They're really not. Let me ask you this, Travis. Do you think that the mission should, should be completed um, and make the game a little harder that way? For to get to the wizard mode? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would. I yeah. mean, personally. But I, I think that that was coded on purpose like that. I don't think it's an oversight or anything like that. Sure. I think that's very much Stern Pinball's way of trying to make this type of theme as accessible to 
the end user as possible. Yeah. And so part of me thinks, and I'm going to kind of explore this since I got one at home, I'm going to set everything to difficult settings because I think the default's medium. So mm -hmm. I'm going to set everything on hard and just kind of see how sure. that is. Maybe that might even be a little bit more fun going that way. But I could see this in competition play, especially high level. I could see this having like lightning flippers. Of course, out lanes would be open, but I don't see how you put this in a competition without it being lightning flippers and without putting settings Impossible all on hard. <laughs> You just yeah, put it in yeah. impossible mode. Yeah, I, if you put if you yeah. do impossible mode with lightning flippers, uh, yeah, it would be brutal. <laughs> I know would be, it'd be very brutal. So, like turtles, there have been times that, and I do it every once in a while, it, where I actually set it as a four-player co-op game, it, which basically gives me twelve balls to see how far I can go. And normally, I can get to you know to the final battle, which is the main episode's wizard mode. But there's all those little things that I don't ever achieve in twelve balls. I may achieve one or two of them. This game. I I've never done four. I the the most I've cheated is a two player co op game because e because just even having two players, which is six ball, six balls, you can almost just kind of fall through the game. Like even it's just so easy. Like it's a lot easier to get through the game that way. So I don't know a four player co op game. I think you could just if you actually played it with four other people, you could probably get all the way through the game. Right? If if your players are okay. Um, yeah, you'll you'll yeah. get through it. I got through it with my ten year old son. Yeah, on a on a co op game, you'll you'll get through it, which makes sense. But it just is. I mean, good. I think it's. I like that it's accessible. Um, I do like that. That's my only issue with Turtles. As I think Turtles is a hard game. So like, if that's your only game, that game, or you're new to pinball, that is a hard game. Uh, this game is definitely easier, easier than that. But um, I am having a good time with it. I am having a good time with it. Yeah, and I, I, well, I think the plus side to Mandalorian also is the fact that if you, if you are a casual player or an average player and you play this game enough, I think it's a great pin to develop a skill set foundation to take to other pins. Sure. And I think you'll learn a lot. You'll learn how to live catch properly. You'll learn backhanding. You'll learn aiming. I mean, it's to me, this is a pin that I would probably, to, again, anybody on the fence that wants to either get into tournaments, wants to get better at pinball or something like that. I think that this pin more than any other pin that Stern pinball or any other company has put out in recent memory would probably help you develop your skills at a pretty rapid pace because you feel good about getting, getting places in the game. Yeah. And the game does a great job at creating those moments. Dwight does an outstanding job at creating light show moments that make you feel like that you're getting places. Yeah. I, that's all. I mean, I yeah, I think assets, lights, Everything there, I mean, it's it's a fun visual. It is a fun experience. And I do like the way it shoots. It's just the code where it is right now. I do think it is. I do think it's much more approachable um, or it's or it's 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 directed for that. And and I think we can all agree. I think this game's going to do very well in location um, because it is approachable. Now, there isn't anything, you know, like Baby Yoda it would be awesome if he did move like it was a toy that then would draw people in like, oh, I want to see him do it again. But I, as long as people are willing to try to, you know, like, oh, I need to hit these two ramps to get into a mission. I think, I think it could draw them back in. I think, I think it, I assume it'll do well on location. I mean, the two of you guys have played it a ton on location, but you're kind of crazy that way. <laughs> it's, doing well, it's doing well down here, but I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's with the Grogu not moving or anything like that. I know that was a big deal. I mean, yeah, I wish, I wish we would have seen it move. 
mm-hmm. you know, obviously the only thing that's really interacting with the ball outside of the ramps and orbits and everything is that little dangly target off the razor crest in the middle, yeah. you know, and that you're, you're going to see that get hit a lot because yeah. the majority of the game is right up the middle on a wide open ramp. So I do kind of wish one of the things that they would have done is maybe have the razor crest actually open up as the physical ball lock because you see it in the show to where it, they open up the backside of that and they walk out of it a lot. I think that that could have been an excellent opportunity to have some type of mech like that, but I don't know. Code wise, I think pretty much you're not going to see any type of revamp or anything like, like that, but I would like to see them do something with the child rollovers a little bit more because it just doesn't feel like there's too much going on there right now, at least from the pro. I don't know. Maybe on the LE because the magnet is there or the child does the force grab Tom. Have you seen him? Have you seen him do that? Oh yeah, on your on your pen. Yeah, pretty, is it is it impressive? It's pretty cool. Does it <laughs> lick fillings of joy? Um, you? sure. Oh hey, calm, shit! That calm, that means calm, no. Calm, Damn it! <laughs> yeah, calm, calm, calm down, Tom. Okay. All right. Let's that, really rein this se- in. That's a good segue right there. I okay. know. Here we go. So yeah. it's we've been going a little over an hour and a half. Hell yeah. We've kept, we've kept the, the listeners on the edge of their seat this whole time. And we, we are getting to the segment that everybody tunes in for. Everybody's favorite segment. And I will tell you, the segment's only getting better. Once again, thanks to Jason Libel for this amazing jingle. Travis, I know I'm pumped. Tom, we, all, we know Tom's pumped. But we good? We ready for this? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm so freaking <laughs> fired up right now. <laughs> All right, Let's here we it. go. Here we go. Tom talks. He's got something to say. Tom talks. He's got nothing to say. Tom talks. Tom talks. I got, I got nothing. It that is just. Oh That's my the goodness! Gift that keeps on giving, right there. I lost Jason. I lost it. He sent that unprompted, on everything, and it's the last little bit where they quoted Tom saying, "Here, here we go. We're going. We're going again. You ready?" <laughs> Tom talks. He's got something to say. Tom talks. He's got nothing to say. Tom talks. Tom talks. I got. I got nothing. It's so good. It's God, so just, good. So Tom, enlighten us. Charisma. Enlighten us, Tom. So Tom, he's dying laughing right now, by the way. But Tom, you're what what explain what happened when you played that for your wife. <laughs> um she thought it was good. But she she didn't even know you did a podcast, right? So you're just <laughs> like, hey, check this out. Yeah. She's probably like, so you're yeah. just sitting in our basement just playing jingles and what are no. you doing then? <laughs> Unbelievable. So, okay, we're once again Jason Libel, you're the man. But here we are. This is the moment we all work towards. It's time for Tom Talks, baby. Yeah. Travis, yes. we if anybody doesn't know, apparently we interrupt Tom too much. So, I'm going to shut up. Travis is going to throw out a prompt. It's all you, Tom. Okay. All right, you ready, Tom? I'm ready. All right. So, Tom, I asked you this earlier about what you would like to talk about. And you told me that you just wanted me to surprise you. So, surprise, Tom, there's no topic this week, but you have 30 seconds. The floor is completely yours. Uh, thank God. I'm going to bed. Good night. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, my goodness. Past my bedtime. 
Oh, Lord. He still has 15 seconds. I know. Anything, Tom. Just, you got it. Play more pinball. This is so Word, great. Words to live by. Oh, Like, boy. I just don't know how you just weren't swimming in the women in college, Tom. I just don't know. <laughs> it's I'm telling you, it's his looks and his jokes. It's we all know. uncanny. The looks, the charisma. He's got the whole package. Oh, man. Well, I, I feel mean, like we should. Uh... He's like, he's a triple threat, Joel. He's yeah. got the looks. He's, he's got, got the charisma. All. He's a full He's package. got the money. He's got the minivan. Mm. And he's got an amazing podcast. So uh, we there's no better way to wrap it up than with, uh, here we go. Tom Talks. He's got something to say. Tom Talks. He's got nothing to say. Tom Talks. Tom Talks. I got nothing. Great oh, job, it's, Tom. It's the best. Thank you. Oh, it was fantastic. Best. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for that segment. Uh, well worth the wait. I'm Absolutely. Glad I, I, I'm, I'm glad I could make everybody laugh. Perfect. Well, you're going to keep making everybody laugh because we have an incredible show coming up, guys. Our next oh, yeah. one? Yeah. Special show. The oh, you're right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. yeah. Yes. So we are so five. There we go. As you guys have probably heard, there are other Ooh. podcasts that have hit, you know, big milestones. And and typically on those podcasts, there are other, you know, pinball media, pinball fans that submit like audio recordings or like words of encouragement, like, oh, thank you for all the content. And it's just, it's a really good way to remember, you know, all the stuff that we've been through. And being that we have a big milestone coming up next week, being episode five, um, we thought it would make sense to, you know, kind of look back on what's gotten us here. You know, we've had some amazing guests. We had Raymond. And too many others to name. And we've had, I mean, David Dennis is still not here. Thank goodness. We've had some laughs. We've had multiple, you know, memorable Tom Talk moments. So please feel free to submit any sort of, whether it's audio or just written view on, you know, kind of your favorite moments or memorable things that have, you know, gotten us this far. Uh, we would love that. We would love to go over that, you know, because milestone, boom, we got it. We need to celebrate. Yeah. We'll read um, it on air. We'll play it. Yeah, we'll we'll do whatever. I mean, it's it's episode five. This is like this is huge. The yeah. Mecca. The mecca. Yeah. 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 I mean, we've put eight hours into this. Uh, yeah. Eight hours. Yeah. That, that's much. amazing. That's a work. I, day. Do you know, I put 10. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. OK. Oh, that's true. You're a social media. Go- oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Guys, guys, we cannot tell you <laughs> we could not do this without all of our fans uh, out there. Well, now I feel like I'm already getting the victory speech after episode four. Yeah, so, we yeah, need to I save it for, you no, know, let's wait five. for okay. all of the, okay. all that okay. to flood in and then we can really, but I will say, so by all means, please, we would love any sort of feedback. If you guys have any like Tom talks prompts, you know, feel free to throw those out there. We'd love to, you know, dive deep, deeper into, into Tom's, you know, psyche so he can talk about pinball. Um, but uh, the, another great way that you could support us, even though people already are, which is incredible is merch. We actually have triple drain merch on silver ball swag and we've sold some already, which is so great. So feel <laughs> free to check it out. Um, and I modeled it. If you want to check it out on Instagram did. or Facebook. He did. And by saying we sold some, I, it's not just the one that Tom bought. So there's, you know, other people bought it. Okay. So uh, yeah, feel free to check that out on silver ball swag. Um, but guys, that's it. I think it's a good way to, to wrap it out, uh, wrap it up. Uh, Let's hit some plugs. Um, Travis, plug away, man. You guys can find me over at YouTube at Marv Loco. I run a little podcast over there called A 
and Ball Podcast, and I occasionally do a YouTube video. And you guys can find me on Twitch under Marv, in which I do not stream hardly at all, but I'm in people's chats and sometimes making fun of them, like Joel, sometimes yep. Tom. So, yeah, but I look forward to uh, episode five. Just huge, huge <laughs> milestone. So please, guys. I can't believe we made it. I think well, we haven't e- yet. But Everybody you know. just send in your mails, send in your voice messages. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing them. Uh, Tom, go for it, man. Uh, I stream pinball on Twitch. I occasionally talk there as well. Um, <laughs> so you can find me there on Twitch. I'm Fox City's Pinball. Uh, also on Instagram and Facebook at Fox Cities Pinball. Yeah. And YouTube and, sometimes. There you go. And I'm Joel. I do uh, Just Another Pinball podcast and Just Another Pinball stream. Uh, I also stream for Flipping Out every other Thursday. Oh, Flipping Out. Bye, bye, bye. Yep. Shill, shill, shill. Zach and Nicole. Awesome. Bye, bye, bye. We forgot that, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, if there's anything I can do for you, you can email me at justanotherpinball at gmail.com. Otherwise, any feedback at all, anything that we can do for you, the three of us, feel free to email tripledrain at gmail.com, and we will happily read those emails. Um, Except for hate mail, because our egos cannot take it. <laughs> oh, no, we'll read that, too. <laughs> we'll read it on air. <laughs> Damn. But, yeah. <laughs> hey, well, guys, I appreciate you both. Appreciate the conversation. Appreciate the content you both are creating. And, uh, yeah, once again. Great time. Great time. Awesome. Triple drain, ladies and gentlemen. Great job, everybody. <laughs> Great job. This is excellent. Good Did night. we hit the button yet? We didn't no, hit the I'm gonna button, I'm gonna we? let Tom close this out. You got oh, it, Tom. Okay. Go ahead, Tom. See you, everybody. Perfect. <laughs>